0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Priority Status by J Public Relations. I'm Abby Waters, and I'm especially excited to welcome you to the first podcast in our new series called The Future Of, a collection of conversations featuring some of the most influential voices and brightest minds in travel, hospitality, sustainability, health, wellness, and food, all focused around the future of these spaces. Today, I spoke with Aubrey Huffman, co-founder of Southern California-based wedding and event planning company, Details Darling. With a boutique design-forward approach, smaller, more intimate gatherings have always been at the forefront of their business, but now play a vital role in moving forward alongside their clients, vendors, and partners. In this episode, we discussed the current state of the wedding industry, touched on the latest trends from micro-weddings to Zoom ceremonies, and predicted how the last four months will forever change events as we once knew them, perhaps even for the better. Let's get into it.
1: First, for our listeners who may not know your story and who you are, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background on details, darling.
2: Yeah, so my name is Aubrey, and I'm one of the founders of Details Darling. I own the company with my sister, Mackenzie, and we're actually a full service wedding and event company based in California. So we basically service all of California. You know, we're based here, but we work in Arizona, Colorado, all over. We love traveling, but we really focus on weddings for the majority. We call ourselves more of like a boutique style event planning company because we really try to focus on more like backyards and small intimate weddings. Um, We don't really do like the big ballroom weddings. That's just not really (laughs) our vibe. Um, Our family is super involved in our business. You know, my mom will come and help set up the weddings. Our dad builds us a ton of backdrops. And now we have two other amazing girls on our team who are lead planners, Monica and Alessandra. And yeah, it's been a super fun adventure for the last five and a half years. So (laughs) it's incredible. And I really love that
1: you're in this Evergreen business; there will always be weddings and events. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it's the industry is evolving so much, um, given the current state that we're in, and that's something that I just wanted to mention first and foremost is what's happened to the wedding and event industry, and it's undoubtedly one of the most affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, according to a recent study. Conducted by Wedding Report, the U.S. will lose around 49% of weddings this year. Yep. (laughs) And that's over 1.1 million weddings canceled, which is an incredible loss compared. And I'm sure that, you know, you're feeling that and your clients, your brides or grooms, they're feeling that as well. So I just would love to
2: know, like, your initial thoughts and and what you, how the industry is coming together. It's definitely been <laughs> definitely been a crazy time. Nothing that we ever saw coming. And our company as a whole, we were scheduled to have like 65 plus weddings this year. And I think that we're maybe going to have like 12 in total. So wow. it's been a huge shift, you know, having four girls in our team, we all take separate weddings. So those weddings are all split up between the four of us. But Luckily, some of us got you know to work in the spring a little bit before this all happened. But pretty much every wedding from when COVID was announced to next year has been either postponed or canceled. So it's definitely been a huge shift. But we're we're, we're doing the best <laughs> we can. Uh, we're really encouraging couples to not cancel and to just postpone. So that's kind of been the direction that it's gone events are definitely shifting to be a lot smaller. So we definitely have done a few, we're doing a few smaller backyard, like family focused weddings, but for the majority, a lot of people are just shifting into 2021 in the fall. So absolutely. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you're a boutique
1: wedding planning company. So it almost is working to your advantage
2: to be able to
1: (laughs) have these smaller weddings right now, because couples are really looking for that I'm sure. What are some other trends you've seen in the space with, you know, micro weddings or even virtual weddings? Have you put on any of those
2: yet? So we haven't done any virtual weddings yet. We've had a few or like two weddings where the couple, you know, had the ceremony on Zoom for people that wanted to pop in and view the ceremony and everything going on, but no like all virtual weddings. I don't see us getting into that space just because We are creatives at heart and, you know, our passion for planning comes with the design of everything. And so we love being in person and being to create and be hands-on. So I'm not sure if like just a virtual wedding is really in our path, but we've definitely been getting into the micro weddings as far as like small backyard, just family only. It's kind of shifted the perspective of weddings a bit for us of like what really matters and just being able to focus on just having their family there and it's been fun in a sense because you know when you have a certain budget but there's like 250 people coming it doesn't allow you sometimes to do what you would want to fully do with their design so we've kind of have fun we have a few small backyard weddings coming up this fall and you know it's only like 15 people and so that budget they originally had obviously drops but we're able to do a lot more with the design with just 15 people and making it really like unique and fun and more personalized for those family members that can be there so we're trying to find the silver lining in it all absolutely (laughs) it's definitely been frustrating and definitely disappointing for not only us but you know our couples like it's so terrible like being a past bride like I can't even imagine the feelings that you would be going through having to shift your entire wedding a year plus later, you know, which some people are having to do. So, absolutely. My heart goes out to those
1: planning weddings or were planning weddings in in yeah. 2020 and I'm sure that details darling doesn't necessarily put on a traditional wedding anyway. So, yeah. I think <laughs> that those are changing so much and mm-hmm. I just can see design and smaller weddings and these, you know, more intimate gatherings really being an important part of the future of weddings Mm -hmm. and events. I'm curious, what's the most like unconventional thing that you've seen with weddings thus far, Um, whether it be really small bridal parties or none at all, or maybe even just having, you know, home-cooked meals as part of the celebration. I'm just curious what you've seen, if anything. To be
2: totally honest, like most of our couples have postponed and have like decided not to even try to do anything in this current state. So I would say like the craziest thing for me is like Zoom weddings. Like that just like blows my mind that, you know, it's just a couple standing in front of a computer getting married and they're all their families watching (laughs) through a screen. So to me, that is like I would have never expected that for the wedding industry. So that is like hands down the like craziest part of this whole thing to me. (laughs) But some people, you know what, at the end of the day, like if people have been engaged or dating for like eight years, 10 years, like some of our couples have, like, you know what, I would be like, yeah, let's do this ceremony. (laughs) Let's get legally married. And what's really cool is that now you are able to legally get married online. And then what's awesome is like, they're not just saying like, okay, now we're married and it's done they're you know shifting to have a large celebration later on with all their family members and friends you know later on in the future but they're still getting legally married now which i think is which is awesome and encouraging. And we're definitely encouraging people to do that. So absolutely. Zoom weddings is definitely
0: (laughs) quite unconventional.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. We never thought we'd be there, right? Yeah. No, not a million years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: And the venues that you're booking for these micro weddings and these smaller Mm -hmm. gatherings, you mentioned before, you were never throwing these huge ballroom weddings as it is, but Where are you booking weddings right now? Who are you working with and what are your couples physically? Where do they want to have these smaller
2: gatherings? I feel like a lot of people are shifting into like the estate style weddings or like places like finding a family friend that has a house with a beautiful backyard or finding VRBOs that are willing to host smaller events in their backyards. Obviously there's a ton of restrictions in California right now that doesn't even allow receptions to happen. So it's just navigating that. We've been struggling with, you know, dealing with venues. There's no indoor receptions or ceremonies allowed. So as of right now, like you can have a ceremony up to a hundred people outside, but you can't have a reception. So you can't have dinner and dancing. So we're just trying to navigate like the outdoor spaces, I would say a lot of venues are like getting really busy for next year because everybody is panicking and trying to find dates in 2021. So we've really started to see our couples look into finding like local resources of their friends or family that might have homes that would be willing to accommodate them for the weddings. And that way there's like, There are less restrictions. Obviously, you know, there still comes into play, like encouraging people to wear masks when they're not like eating and drinking, having hand sanitizer, distancing the tables, all of that, being safe about it. But it's not like a a hotel that might have more restrictions specifically from the city kind of thing. So we're definitely hoping for more guidance from the cities of what the world of events is going to look like in the next few months, because at this point we're kind of all just like twiddling our fingers being like, can we plan something? Can we not? So it's definitely right. been, it's hard as a planner, <laughs> not Absolutely. me able to plan in advance. So that is like our biggest prayer is that we'll just have some guidance on what's allowed and what's not allowed in the future and looking into 2021 because we are spring brides are starting to panic and it's hard because they're looking to us for professional advice And it's hard to offer it because we're not being told anything different than what they're being told. So that's kind of where we're at. Right, exactly. And I
1: think it was really interesting too, what you said about almost renting out these homes as a way Mm -hmm. to put on these celebrations and to celebrate in you know this unconventional way that Mm -hmm. maybe they've always dreamed about having that huge wedding or maybe not even so many guests Mm -hmm. numbers wise but just having a beautiful reception with the dancing and how do you think that brides are now seeing or grooms you know the difference of maybe do they want smaller weddings? Do they care more about having their closest family and friends? Mm -hmm. How are you seeing them really shift in the sense of what
2: they're wanting? It's totally dependent on the couple. We've found that like a lot of factors play into what our couples are deciding. Like some of our couples for the fall were you know, they've been together for 10 years and they're like, we want to get married and we want our families there in person. And we've spent so much time and energy into this wedding and the design and the logistics and we want to make it happen. So how do we cut down to 50 people? And then, you know, we make sure like we ask all of our guests to get, to socially distance for two weeks before attending. They're asking them to get COVID tested beforehand. And so that's kind of one direction that we've seen. And then we've also seen the direction of like, we've had brides in the spring of next year, postponing their weddings to 2022. If they're in California, they have family coming from New York or they have family coming from other countries that aren't able to attend. And those people being there is very important to them. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of really dependent on the couples, each couple personally. Um, and just like, what are their like must haves and like, what are they willing to compromise on? So we just tell our couples like, you know, we want them to go into the day feeling completely comfortable and not being worried and stressed about COVID. So if they're going to be at the day, like all stressed out about it, like to me, it's not worth it. Like you don't want that like lingering over your wedding day. So you want to find a way to make it happen where you and your guests are going to feel comfortable. And so everybody's level of comfortability, is that a word? I don't even know. (laughs) Comfortableness (laughs) is different, and we're just trying to be as encouraging as we can throughout the process. Definitely been hard. So do you think then that there's going to be more weddings in 2021? Yeah, I feel like all the weddings are shifting to the fall of next year. I think spring is, I would say like a lot of our spring are getting a little antsy. So like I said, we're just hoping for some news soon. If it's not better by then, then I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: the future, it's so uncertain right now. But obviously, you know, weddings and events will always happen. It's really just shifting. And you guys it know is. you've been able to put on a few incredible weddings already during this time, which I think yeah. is awesome. And I think one of the big questions too here is, are couples wanting to travel for these micro weddings? Are you planning any outside of California where you and the team are located? Are you traveling?
2: Is there any talks of any destination yeah. weddings? Um, we actually had a wedding scheduled for Mexico in November, and unfortunately, that had to be postponed just because, you know, I feel like when people have to travel, Some people are comfortable with it, others aren't. There's always that risk involved and you can't get COVID tested when you land in Mexico, probably. You know, it's just like, how realistic is that? It has been postponed. So as of now, we do have one wedding in Mexico scheduled for next year, but not until a little bit later. So we're hopeful. Our team feels comfortable traveling. I think that you just have to ask yourself, or at least my sister and I have talked about it and we do, I think we're just waiting to see what the world looks like in a few months. It's very hard to predict. So, you know, I could say I'm comfortable traveling next year, but you know what, we could get to next year and something crazy could happen again. So we're trying to take it one day at a time, but at the present moment, most of our weddings are local in California. So,
1: yeah, I think there is something really special too about weddings that you're able to kind of, maybe have the micro wedding or the smaller gathering now and maybe have a a big destination party down the line, even if it is a few, you know, months, years away. Have you had any couples that have specifically talked about doing a smaller wedding and then traveling somewhere else?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of one of my brides was that was gonna get married in Mexico. They were talking about doing something locally, like in San Diego or Orange County, for a ceremony, and then using the credit that they had at the hotel and potentially doing like a larger celebration and like just nicer dinner, like later on in Mexico um, once things calm down. So there's so many options. I would say like if you aren't getting your money back from vendors or from venues, you know, deposits that you put down, instead of completely losing those deposits, find a way to utilize it at a later time, even if it's just a celebration. Like it could be like a one-year married anniversary celebration. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so we just are really encouraging people to try to find the silver lining in it and utilize deposits if they did lose them at a later time if the vendors allow it.
1: That's such a good point. I think that a lot of, even at at J Public Relations, a lot of our Mm -hmm. hotels are in the wedding industry as well. They are the venues and also the vendors of many of these weddings. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is so important to be flexible during this time. And I'm sure that a lot of hotels Mm -hmm. are, um, while still maintaining the guidelines that have been put forward. But it's been, the industry has completely changed and weddings will probably forever change. And I'm curious too, are the places that you are having these smaller weddings, so you're not able to have them inside because of restrictions, but are they being really flexible with the design of the weddings and sort of like, how are you working with vendors right now to put together like the best wedding that you can?
2: Every wedding is different you know, every vendor's rules and regulations as far as COVID goes, we're all just trying to watch what the state's saying. But at the same time, everyone's like level of comfort is different. And so we've just been trying to chat with our vendors and see what they're comfortable with. And talking through, you know, catering is a really big one for us. And we're trying to chat with our favorite caterers about, you know, what the world of food and And service looks like for the future. And so, you know, are we going to be able to have family style dinner or is everything? I have a feeling that plated dinners, which became, which recently in the wedding industry, at least for us have become not as popular. Like everybody was doing family style and every more people were doing like stations and stuff like that. So I feel like it's going to have to come back to that more traditional plated just because it's less less germs, less people touching platters and spoons and all that sharing items. So that is definitely a huge shift that I think we're going to see as far as like the food and service goes, Right, you know, only doing like past appetizers not doing like cheese potters or people are like grabbing with their hands. So we've done things like where there's like a juice station or water station where you're like pouring your own water. And so I just feel like that safety and health restrictions and like what we're, we're, it's going to shift a little bit and we're all as planners going to have to adjust to that. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's going to be something that's different. But I feel like we can still make plated dinner fun. I did, you know, plated dinner for my wedding and um, we did more of a different, you know, it wasn't just chicken and mashed potatoes. You can do like shrimp skewers and scalloped potatoes and fun things that, you know, are more unique to the couple. So don't be afraid when you hear plated, everybody sometimes... Some people are like, oh, it's too traditional. But yeah. <laughs> right. Because everyone wants the have fun,
1: you know, burger and fry station and the yeah. food trucks. But, you know, yeah. I think that, like you said, that's going to change so much. Um, and yeah. even just the way that people celebrate events. I mean, dancing and celebrating mm-hmm. and all of that is up in the air right now with what will happen. But that's really
2: interesting. What you said about the way that even food is being served. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was something that my team, we were like, oh crap. Like, <laughs> we had all family style and like a cheese station and all this stuff. And so we're like, well, now we just need to readjust. A lot of the caterers that we're working with are being super flexible and, you know, they're willing to adjust counts, necessi- like, you know, depending on. If their counts dropped from like one hundred and fifty to thirty, like they are being flexible, um, most of them. So it's been it's been really nice. I feel like everybody understands that this is something that we didn't expect, and so we're all just shifting in the best way possible.
1: Absolutely. And one of the darlings of details, darling Mackenzie, yeah, is going to be a future bride. What is her? I'm so excited right now. And what do you guys? think that, you know, the future holds for that? Or is it too far to even know?
2: Yeah, well, she actually, I mean, they actually chose a venue, they're getting married, Lord willing, in June of next year. And so, we're planning accordingly and we've talked to all the vendors about what it would look like if we did have to postpone. But at this point we're moving forward with venues and you know, they're chatting through catering and talking through like what the options are if they, you know, they're gonna do stations where someone like serves each person so that they're not having to touch any items and doing trade pass appetizers and you know, obviously the tables will all be like six feet apart. And I don't know, I've seen some cute things like people doing like hand sanitizers for favors and, you know, cute little masks um, that fit the vibe of the wedding. Obviously my sister does not want people in all of her pictures with masks on all the time, but we'll see what the world (laughs) looks like then. But as far as things like bachelorette parties and bridal showers and all that, You know, we actually just went to Joshua Tree with a group of like six girls for one of our other planners, Bachelorettes, and because her wedding is supposed to be in December, it was wonderful. Like we were out in the middle of the desert with nobody else. We felt super safe and we just hung by a pool and laid low and weren't in contact with anybody else. And it was awesome. And so I would just encourage people to find ways, even if you just go to a house and you're all together and it's a smaller intimate group with whoever feels comfortable going. And then if people don't feel comfortable going, you know, you can Zoom them in and have a Zoom bachelorette party with them there as well. And we've seen a ton of like drive-by bridal showers and baby showers. And I think that's super fun. We just want people to continue to celebrate in the best way that they can because at the end of the day, we all need that We all need that joy in our lives that events bring.
1: I think it's really cool that you're able to go somewhere and be completely socially distant, really safe, and still be able to celebrate and, you know, do something that may not be so traditional or what every couple thought that they were going to be doing. And there's these before and after events, such as like the bachelor and bachelorette parties, even Mm -hmm. proposals, baby showers, honeymoons, all of that. It'll really change and become, you know, a bit more intimate, but still really fun. Besides Joshua Tree, are there any
2: other cool places that people are looking to travel in California or other regions? Yeah we've seen people like go do like camping trips i feel like you're just not at this point especially like well in california like you're not going to be able to like go out to the bars and like have that crazy like bachelorette that a lot of people view and like the vegas experience so you know my husband just went to a bachelor party in san diego and they just got a house right by the beach and it was like five guys and they just went golfing one day. So you're outside. They played beach volleyball. They played spike ball and they just grilled and barbecued at the house. And it was super intimate and fun and still an amazing experience. It might not look like that crazy <laughs> bachelor, <laughs> bachelorette party that maybe you see like in the movies or that you would expect. But at the end of the day, it's just about being with your people that you love and ultimately, you just want to celebrate the bride or groom. So we've just kind of seen it be a little bit more low key, but still doing fun, unique things like the way that you can decorate and all of that to make it fun for them. Absolutely. And do you think that things are going to, I'm curious, are things going to be more
1: handmade too? Like I know that Details Darling is you know, incredibly skilled and talented, all of you with your design abilities. Are you sourcing any other partners to help with designing these smaller
2: weddings. We're trying to do as much as we can in-house. Like I said, like my dad builds a ton of stuff for us. Uh, We have some great vendors though. Like, you know, we have amazing florists and we have a ton of signage people. So we obviously are trying to enlist as many vendors as we can just to help give everybody business at the end of the day. Because that's what we're all, (laughs) what we're all needing is some income. So (laughs) if we can bring people on and help them get some small business, we definitely are wanting to do that.
1: I think that's key is, really embracing the shift in the industry and you know really having it benefit so many of these smaller businesses designers venues you know small mm-hmm. boutique hotels who maybe have that space for these micro weddings and these micro weddings have been a trend for a while and i think a lot of these smaller venues have the space and the capabilities especially in a place like california to be able to, you know, hold a really meaningful and beautiful wedding, even in this time. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Well, I'd love to end this incredible conversation with just a question for you. And you touched on this a little bit earlier, but what's your biggest piece of advice as a planner for people to, you know, look forward to planning their upcoming weddings and events?
2: Well, I would say, obviously, it's so disheartening and sad when people have to postpone or downscale the wedding that they thought that they were going to have. But at the end of the day, I feel like if anything, like coronavirus has kind of put everything into perspective and I would just encourage for people to kind of take a look at what is most important to them. And, you know, in the end, it's ultimately all about marrying your person. And so at least, you know, in the very least, I would find a way to do that in the timing that feels right for you and the place that feels right for you. And just remember that you get to be with your human for the rest of your life and find a way to make it happen and enlist a planner to help you to do so. (laughs) (laughs) We
1: need you more than ever
2: right now. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome, Aubrey. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast.
2: Of course. Thank you for
1: asking. Of course. This incredible insight on the future of events and weddings in particular it's really been awesome to have you so thank you so much
2: yes of course hopefully next time I talk to you we'll be having large wonderful events (laughs) and we can talk (laughs) about fun things like flowers and dresses and all that so absolutely we we all look forward to that so much all well thank you so much thanks Aubrey